Okay, we spent some time going over the devil's plan for families. Today, let's take a very brief look at heaven's plan for having holy families. Now, before we get going, there's one rule. Don't elbow your partner. We'll start with the teaching of Pope Leo XIII. Quote, The kind plans of providence so range things that each and every Christian of whatever condition or position of life may easily have a reason for exercising every kind of virtue if he turns his attention to the Holy Family. Indeed, fathers have the most brilliant model in the watchfulness and providence of St. Joseph. Mothers have the example of love, reverence, submission, and perfect faith in the Most Holy Virgin Mother of God. Children still living at home have the divine model of obedience, whom they might admire, worship, and imitate in Jesus, who is subject to St. Joseph and Our Lady. Indeed, nothing is more solitary or useful for Christian families to think about than the example of the Holy Family, which perfectly and completely embraces every domestic virtue. Close quote, the Vicar of Christ. So today, let's take a quick look at St. Joseph and Fathers, then Our Lady and Mothers, and then Our Lord and Children. First, St. Joseph and Fathers. Scripture calls St. Joseph a just man. That means that he is faithful in his duties to God, his duties to his neighbor, and his to himself. As that great doctor of the church, St. Jerome, states, quote, Joseph is called just because he possessed all the virtues in a perfect degree. Close quote. Prayers and duties to God. Fathers, if you want your sons to get to heaven, they better see that in your family, religion isn't just something for the women folks. You need to imitate St. Joseph by leading your family in prayer, especially the Holy Rosary, by setting a good example so that your family sees you doing your religious duties, like going to confession regularly and praying at home and in the church. Everyone should have memories of their father praying. And the only way to get that is by seeing their father praying. Your kids are looking up to you. Give them a good example. Imitate St. Joseph. St. Joseph's duties towards his neighbor will just, for the sake of time, consider inside the Holy Family. You can bet Our Lady and Our Lord always felt safe and protected. St. Joseph is a direct descendant from a little kid that whipped Goliath with rocks. No Egyptian or anyone else was going to mess with his wife or his kid. What about things that needed to be fixed around the house? Our Lady did not have to nag St. Joseph about getting something fixed or lending a hand when it was needed. Imitate St. Joseph. Don't train your wife to nag you. If something needs to be done, be helpful before someone has to ask. And look around for things to be helpful. Also remember that if she's at home taking care of little kids and or homeschooling, you're in a certain sense her major connection to the world of adults and outside world. All day long she may be wondering how you are and what's going on and about this and about that. And then when she comes home and asks, how is your day, unless you're on a secret mission for the CIA, it's not a good answer to say fine and flip on the TV and start ignoring her. She's your wife and you owe her more support and more emotional attention 
just being caring for. So imitate St. Joseph there. A closing thought for husbands from the great medieval theologian Gerson. Joseph knew that he was the head of Mary because the husband is the head of his wife. Nevertheless, his veneration for her was so profound that he considered himself unworthy to be her companion or even to kiss the ground on which she had trod. And he was always on the watch to render her some service, even if it were unrequested. And he loved her so exceedingly that he would readily have given his heart's blood for her. Close quote. Imitate St. Joseph. Now Our Lady and Mothers. Love. St. Louis de Montfort says that Our Lady is kind, she is tender, and there's nothing harsh or forbidding about her. She is so full of love that no one who asks for intercession is rejected, no matter how sinful he may be. Archbishop Chaput has some thoughtful insights in this matter. The genius of every woman is to love, to protect and nourish the lives entrusted to her, and to support the full development of life in others. It's the same whether you're a mother, a consecrated religious, or a woman who lives the single life. The genius for love is written on the heart of every woman. St. Teresa of Avila reminded herself and her Carmelite sisters every morning to accustom yourself continually to many acts of love, for they enkindle and melt the soul. St. Teresa knew what was true and important. Women who love well become real women. And in becoming real women, they draw men into becoming true men. Close quote, Archbishop Chaput. Imitate Our Lady. Submission. How did Our Lady react to St. Joseph when he asked her to do something unpleasant? We have the answer right in the inspired word of Holy Scripture. Quote, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in sleep to Joseph, saying, Arise, take the child and his mother, and fly into Egypt, and be there until I shall tell thee. For it will come to pass that Herod will seek the child to destroy him. And he arose, took the child and his mother by night, and departed to Egypt. Close quote. Now think about what St. Joseph is telling her. Here he is in the middle of the night, and he's telling our lady, Get up, get packed. We've got to leave to travel alone on a dangerous journey through a wilderness that's crawling with desperados. We're moving to the most diabolical place in the world, the satanic kingdom of Egypt. And we're leaving now. And what was Our Lady do? There aren't any issues. She doesn't raise her voice. She doesn't come untrained. She gets up, gets packed, takes the baby, and they go. That's the model family. The model family, the family on which God wants every family to model itself. The Blessed Virgin Mary is the perfect model of submission to her husband. And there's something really important that escapes people a lot of times. Our Lady isn't obeying St. Joseph because he has a stronger will. She's not obeying St. Joseph because he's more dominant, because he has a more dominant personality. Except for small children and other people that have never grown up, Obedience is not related to domination. It is not a function of strength. Our Lady has the strongest human personality ever existed, the second strongest human will ever created. Our Lord has the strongest human will, but He's a divine person. He doesn't have a human personality. So Our Lady has the strongest, most dominant human personality that has ever existed, and the second strongest human will. 
Okay? She's far stronger, both in her personality and will, than St. Joseph. She isn't obeying St. Joseph because of his dominant personality. She's obeying St. Joseph because he's her husband. And his God-given role as her husband is to lead the family. And her God-given role as his wife is to follow and support her husband and to be a helpmate to him. In any couple, one of you is going to have the stronger will. That's just how it is. God knows that. He made you that way. One of you is going to have the more dominant personality. Stronger, naturally more dominant. That's how it is, and God knows that, too. But if you're married, it doesn't matter who has the stronger will. It doesn't matter who has the more dominant personality. The man is in charge. The man's in charge. That's how it is. God made it that way. Pope Pius XI, quote, The order of love within a family includes both the primacy of the husband with regard to the wife and children and the ready subjection of the wife and her will and obedience, which the apostle commands in these words, quote, Let women be subject to their husbands as to the Lord, because the husband is head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, close quote. However, this subjection does not deny or take away the liberty which fully belongs to the woman, both in view of her dignity as a human person and in view of her most noble office as a wife and mother and companion. Nor does it bitter obey her husband's every request if it is not in harmony with right reason or the dignity due to her as wife. But this order of love forbids that in this body, which is the family, the heart be separated from the head to the great injury of the whole body. For if the man is the head, the woman is the heart. And as he occupies the chief place in ruling, so she may and ought to claim for herself the chief place in love. Close quote, the Vicar of Christ. Mothers, your children are looking up to you. If you want your children to be obedient, you have to give them the good example. Imitate Our Lady. And by imitating Our Lady, you'll bring more peace and love into your home. Here's another thing to ponder. Did St. Joseph look forward to coming home? You can bet he did. Our Lady made sure of that. Are you imitating Our Lady and running your household in such a way that your husband looks forward to coming through the door? What sort of greeting does he get when he comes to the door? Is it a list of things that need to be done right then and a series of complaints about this and that? There's simple handling instructions for men. Suppose you've been thinking about asking your husband something important or if he'll do you a favor. When he comes home, put your burning questions aside for the time being. Don't bring up any important questions till after he's been fed. Feed him first, then ask the questions. He may not say yes, but you've greatly increased the likelihood of a friendly hearing. And a wise mother will teach her kids to keep their questions themselves till after dad's ate. This will greatly reduce friction in the home. Imitate Our Lady. A closing thought for wives from the great medieval theologian Gerson, quote, The Blessed Virgin rejoiced to serve St. Joseph as her Lord respect him as her tutor and guardian and tenderly love him as her spouse. Oh, incomparable dignity that the great mother of God, the queen of heaven, the sovereign lady of all the world should not disdain to call St. Joseph her Lord. Truly, truly, I know not which, what more to admire 
the great humility of Mary, or the sublime grandeur of St. Joseph. Close quote. Imitate Our Lady. Now in a truly Catholic society, a society in which men actually are trying to imitate St. Joseph and women are striving to imitate Our Lady, how does this relationship between the two sexes play out in the practical order? In 1665, a Turkish diplomat visited Vienna. In his report home, he wrote, quote, In this country, I saw a most extraordinary spectacle. Whenever the emperor meets a woman in the street, if he is riding, he brings his horse to a standstill and lets her pass. If the emperor is on foot and meets a woman, he stands in a posture of politeness. The woman greets the emperor, who then takes his hat off to show respect for the woman. After the woman has passed, the emperor continues on his way. In this country, and in general the land of the Christians, women are honored and respected out of love for Mother Mary. Close quote, a Muslim diplomat in 1665. See, that's a snapshot of Catholic culture. That's just a small aspect of the Catholic answer to feminism. What do we see? We see a man, a member of the physically more powerful sex, and in this case, the Holy Roman Emperor, the most powerful man in all Christendom, imitating St. Joseph by displaying his compassion and his respect and his charity and honor towards members of the physically weaker sex. The whole idea behind opening doors for women and pulling out chairs for women and standing up when they come into the room and all those almost extinct practices that come straight from Catholic culture and only from Catholic culture, nowhere else. The whole idea behind those is to make the opposite sex feel safe and respected and honored and not threatened. And of course, that's exactly the same idea behind the feminine virtues of imitating Our Lady with modesty and dress and speech and behavior so that the opposite sex feels safe and respected and honored and not threatened. That's Catholicism. Finally, our Lord and children. Scripture tells us that our Lord was subject to St. Joseph and Our Lady and that he was obedient. Now, young people, you've probably realized this before, but keep in mind that in the Holy Family, we have God obeying man. St. Joseph is the head of the Holy Family, which means that he's in charge of his wife, the Immaculate Conception, and also God the Son. Now, all you young people, think about that. If God can obey St. Joseph and Our Lady, if God can obey his folks, who are you to try to weasel out of obedience to your folks? Learn true obedience right now, while you can, while you're still safe and at home, so that after you leave home, you don't get washed overboard and out of the church in the storms. Let's close with the words of Leo XIII. Fathers have the most brilliant model in St. Joseph. Mothers have a perfect example in the most holy virgin mother of God, children still living at home have a divine model of obedience in Jesus who is subject to St. Joseph and Our Lady. Indeed, nothing is more solitary or useful for Christian families to think about than the example of the Holy Family which perfectly and completely embraces every domestic virtue.